stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. you live from the Vivid Seat Studios in beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is DNHQ3. We have shells. We have a blue wall. And this is the Blue Heaven Podcast. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? We're going to throw a couple coins in there. We are powered by the Overtime Podcast Network. And I, it's your boy. I'm Real FRG. You can call me Clint in real life. You can find me as Real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. And that guy is not Brooke. Who are you? Uh, my name is Doug McCain, host of the Dodgers Nation Post Game Show. Filling in for Brooke today, using his koozie. Shout out to Brooke. Uh-huh. Um, Take that, Brooke. <laughs> represent here. Hey, we got a big, big show, Blue Heaven Podcast. I was listening to this last year, getting ready for the postseason. The September call-ups, you got a rookie and me here, represent here, <laughs> filling in for Brooke. But, uh, yeah, I called him up from what, Rancho or? It's close enough. Ogden Raptors, baby, all day. <laughs> Yeah, we do got a, a rather large show to go over. Um, so this guy's going to have some fun with it along the way. But we got a sweep in San Diego, how sweep it is, of course. Uh, you and I are going to do a bit of some playoff roster breakdown a little bit because this is the, the last episode before we do this for real. One week from today, as of the time we're recording, it is time for, um, it's time for playoff baseball. Real baseball is back in a week. This is it, man. This is the fall. This is playoff time. Yep. You got pumpkin, pumpkin spice, white seltzer. I mean, this is the time to get it going. I mean, you can just feel it in the air that playoff time is right around the corner. And the great thing is the, the Clayton Kershaw today yeah. pitched well. Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw looked good. So we're going to talk about Kershaw. We're going to talk about a lot of the injury problems the boys are having right now. We're going to make some, uh, some probably terrible awards predictions because, uh, you know, there's three more games before people can lock in all of their stuff. So Cody better take off. October competition. Uh, we're gonna make fun of Bryce Harper a little bit, and of course, uh, there's gonna be more stuff. We gotta. We don't have any pictures, but we have to break down a few of those lovely costumes the boys wore uh, out of out of San Diego. And we got Eddie over here on YouTube. Eddie is saying he Kershaw's playoff ready. You know, number one, the Dodgers took three against a team they needed to take three against. So uh, I guess that's the right button, but that that's good, but. So Kershaw broke a streak today, a good one good streak and then one bad streak. So, well, I don't know how to call it bad. I guess the bad broken streak is that he this will be the first year in 10 years that he will have an ERA over 3 just barely to to finish the season. Do you do you, uh do you care too much about that? Do you think he cares too much about that? I don't think he cares about that. I mean, we're not going to get 21 and 3, 177 ERA, 239 strikeout no. Kershaw, but what he has to do is go in there and it, recently, he can't stumble into the playoffs. If you no. look at it, he had, you know, last six starts, failed to complete six innings twice, yeah. a 5 2 4 ERA, 13 home runs. Giving, giving and that's up. after being the model of consistency almost all season. I think he had quality starts at least six uh, innings in 
what the first like 20 some odd starts yeah 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 so he was he was good and then yeah i mean it happens it definitely happens to everybody no but, uh, and and the thing too is with Clayton Kershaw, it just comes down to we know the velocity is what it is now. We know he's relying more on that slider, on mm-hmm. that cutter. It just if he's gonna miss, he can't miss it middle middle. No. He has to miss, keep it down, keep it away. Because look, and then the other concern with Clayton Kershaw too is that those first inning woes. If you look at that first inning ERA above five, I think it, it's almost. I think it's over six. Now, it's over or, six or now. Just, yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely been tough there, but uh, it looks. He looked good day today. He checked off a lot of the boxes and again in his final tune up before playoff baseball in one week and we're looking at the way Dave lined up this roster and this is getting a little ahead of ourselves because we're going to talk about the NLDS roster and and, and uh, you know probably some of the, the the pitching probables for the the first you know three games and then you know we're going to assume a sweep because the boys are hurt and they need a sweep over there but it was very important for Kershaw to get this start out of the way because like you were saying he had been so bad over the last month or so but uh I don't know, like this, this it, it, he looks like he's going to be the game one starter. I think, hey, he, he's earned that right to be the game one starter. The name on his back, he's the pitcher of this generation. Yes. Is he the best pitcher on this Dodger team? I think that's a, a clear-cut no. Yeah. But you want to keep him at home, that ERA at home. His splits, actually, if you look at home in a way, they're, they're actually better than, than Ryu and Walker yeah. Buehler's. But I think with Clayton Kershaw, you start that <laughs> series off, you get a game one win. And you get his confidence up because, you know, last postseason, he had eight scoreless in Atlanta, but he got roughed up in Milwaukee. The game one against Milwaukee got roughed up against Boston. So I think getting a good starting off the NLDS on the right note and getting him in there, getting him on that playoff form, I think is really important. So when it comes, yeah, when it comes, I mean, what do you think? What do you think about, uh, about Clayton Kershaw right now as a stand? I mean, we, we didn't need him roughed up. Like he got roughed up against Colorado. Yeah. I would rather have saw that then, than you know, in a week from now or at this point in a month from now, get it out of the way, get it out of your system, figure out what's going wrong and, and how to come back from it. And you know, his slider looked really good today. And he, yeah. he's, he's getting back to that point of, 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 uh, you know, shaping that slider a little bit better. And we got some, some people here in the stream that are kind of agreeing with it. We got Eddie, Eddie's the first time on the show. Eddie Ramirez over there on YouTube from Azusa, California. I think there's uh there's like roads out there and dirt. Hey, your boy PYKS is in the stream. Oh, what up, PY? How's it going, my man? From Phoenix, we got China Grove, North Carolina. We got 504 Nolans, Fredo in the stream. Other thing <laughs> I want to say about Kershaw, too, is it's going to be good to see him get back to a normal schedule. If you yes. look at his last six starts, one was on four days rest, three were on five days, yeah. two were on six days rest. So you know he's a creature of habit. Absolutely. You know he's a stickler for his routine. So I want to see him get back to to that playoff form where he can really come in and execute his pitches because you know he cannot miss big. He can't miss over the plate. The margin for error for him is very low. So, But you, we, all want, we all want Clay and Kershaw to have that signature start yeah. and have that signature postseason. So yes, he needs it. It needs to happen. He's... He's gotten a lot more flack than he should for that for his postseason. We've got, all gone over it more than enough times. But when you're called the goat and you're lumped in as being called the goat of your generation for a position and and all that, like you, you have to have, you know, pocketed a ring or two. I I feel, um, but you yeah, know. everyone wants to jump on the bad starts. He's nine and ten with a four three two ERA and thirty postseason games. His postseason. His postseason woes have been well documented, yeah. but that narrative would change on a dime if he were to get that big signature start. But my concern, of course, of, is the home run balls. The home run ball 
And but he ended with like thirty or something. Thirty, 30 home run. Uh, I think it's like thirty. Yeah, it's a, it's a career high right now. Yeah, it's very up there. But uh, yeah. It, Again, we we got that. The Kershaw looks good. Lining up to be the first guy. I mean, Stream, you you guys have to let us know what you think about Kershaw as your number one starter. Uh, he's getting paid a lot a lot of money to start games in October, pretty much, and, and you hope this is the year. Um, I think the most important thing out of San Diego was all the costumes the players were wearing. That that was pretty fire. Those are great. Dustin May was on point. Yeah. You had former Dodger... Uh, uh, Manny Machado wearing a clown costume, but I think they said it was a Padres oh. uniform. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to drop that in there because friend of the stream is in here. We have, uh, you know, the guy who, who who was talking to Manny that, you know, the one yeah, who yeah, like, yeah. I bet you my contract. contract. Well, guess what? Manny, your, your team is out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a difference a year makes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now he can't be stepping on anybody's feet. Over there in, uh, in well, wherever the hell we end up. Because yeah. we got some, some interesting-looking competition coming up. But That's the thing about May Machado, too. I mean, if you look at this year versus last year, you bring in Corey Seager, who Corey Seager, you know, can fry an egg on him right now. He's super hot. Six, and made out of glass, I agree. And made, Yeah, you know, we got to keep him healthy. But six home runs um, in September, I believe. And, and Corey Seager, if you look at him, too, the doubles – we, we replaced May Machado with that, Corey Seager, all those doubles. And then he, of course, leads the league in double plays. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely more, much more confident having Corey Seager as opposed to Manny Machado. Um, but, yeah, getting this team firing all cylinders is important. They're not scorching hot like the Brewers, per se, or the Nationals going into the postseason. But a very when, when it would look like they were going to limp into a 14-6 and six record, seven mm-hmm. of their last 10 games, so or eight of their last 10 after today. So they're definitely getting and – and they're doing that too while resting guys, while auditioning guys, getting Rich Hill back, seeing what – Yeah, what they had like a, I think a 700-month or something like that or 600-month while they're just playing around with the roster. It's pretty crazy how yeah. good uh, this team really is. But uh, I, I see we got, we got AJ, friend of the show, AJ Gonzalez, AJ on the guitar in the stream talking about the um, the players playing dress up. I don't know if you happen to see it, but uh, Hall of Fame broadcaster Jaime Harin dressed up as Mike Brito. Oh and wow! That was spot on. Did he have the gun, the Panama hat. He had the he had the mustache. He had the cigar. Everything was just like just on point. And that costume was cash money. Um, that was good. I don't know. The, I, I, I know you probably haven't had a chance because you were driving over here, so you didn't get a chance to see all of them. It's been a busy day for me. I didn't get a chance to see all of them, but like just kind of perusing, I did see Stripling and Gonsolin teaming up on on the the forest gump ensembles like the the uh, ensemble cast there that was just legendary just linking up man that that, that i love that that i we're going to have to i think ross is supposed to be uh visiting us next week so i'm going to have to i don't know i'm going to ask him to work the <laughs> work the the, uh, the duds again but uh that was that was fantastic uh anyway it looks like aj pollock and is it Jock the USC versus Notre Dame? That's yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a nice little team up. No, there. no, that wasn't Pollock. That was uh, I think Justin Turner was in there. Ah, but yeah. Pollock went to Notre Dame. I would assume it was him. Yeah. Well, no, well, Turner's the other guy. Oh, I got you. I got you. He's a guy in red. Oh, I feel that's you. why. He's, and they're all wearing their numbers. But yeah, they look uh, they looked fantastic. But uh, last time we're going to be in San Diego this season, so it's good. But yeah, it was a buddy costume thing, as uh, Jose Rodriguez or Jose Rod five on Periscope points out. But check it all out, Sue. I still haven't seen Sue's uni. Whatever she pulled out, I told her to dress up as our our friend of the show. I think she uh, was. Eric. Uh, I think she was like Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, this is Gary. 
And hey, we're producer's yeah. desk. Remember, you have a camera. Oh, <laughs> there's my camera. I think she was dressed up as uh, Harry Potter or a member of Gryffindor. I think that was that was her outfit. Gryffindor. <laughs> I, was like, I didn't push that sound effect. I didn't even know I had that sound <laughs> effect. That was a good drop right there. Be warned. The ones who pick up a refreshingly cold drink from McDonald's and people see just how refreshingly cold that drink from McDonald's is, you may create drink envy. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. For a morning brew that really creates a stir, get any size iced coffee, including caramel and French vanilla, for just 99 cents before 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. So I think the other most important thing, and and you guys agree with me or disagree with me if you feel like it, but I think the most important thing to come out of San Diego, besides the costumes, besides Kershaw having a good uh, outing there, Dustin May, it looks and feels to me like he's moving up in in the rankings there. Nine scoreless innings since uh, getting drilled in the head. I don't know if uh, something got knocked in the right position. I don't know if it's just good luck and getting used to – you know, throwing out of the bullpen, but uh, first time in his career throwing back-to-back relief outings, and he looked good. How much? How much do we read into this? What do you? Uh, what do you feel that this means for his his postseason stock? One, him is Pennywise in the costume. <laughs> That's at the top there, so that helps his case there. But yeah. also, I just think that, like you said, since he got hit in the head, it was almost like it cleared his conscience. He was looked like he was overthinking out there, and with Dustin May eight scoreless inning streak out of the bullpen. Nine. Oh, it's nine now. So not what he pitched. He, he pitched today. He pitched. I was yeah. driving there. My tuna was going out. But, but yeah, but yeah. No, the thing. The thing with Dustin May is he has a, a potentially world class elite splitter with 98, 99. I mean, four consecutive pitches in yesterday's game, ninety nine or mm-hmm. higher. So with that adrenaline in yeah. the postseason, you know he's going to turn it on. And there's never a right time. Sometimes you throw guys in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Madison Bumgarner, Lackey. I mean, it doesn't matter what age you are. You're going to blossom, christening by by fire. I'm a big believer in Dustin May. And because to me, I think that you always veer on the side of talent. Yes. And he has that in spades. And, yes, he's 21. For, yeah. And yeah. just the way he's locating that stuff. If he, He's another guy, too. You can't miss high like he was when his command's off. He's a little high. Mm-hmm. But when he keeps it low, he keeps it down, induces that soft contact. And you know if we make it deep and we play the Yankees, the Astros, the Twins, Andy, all the pretty yeah. much, it feels like everyone can slug, except for the Cardinals. They're like 24th in home runs. But yeah, it's almost like the balls are juiced. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. And it could be slicker for the postseason. You never know. So <laughs> Yeah. But I, I really, I know that I know that uh, it's uh, it's going to be a tough call. He's kind of at the end there, but uh, I think that Dustin May is making a real late run at it. And I think you really got to go consider him for the postseason. Then also, you throw him in that division round, mm-hmm. see how he fares, and if he's comfortable, if he can handle the moment, and then he could be a real asset in the NLCS and the potential of the World Series. Yeah, I think it's hit a a, a bit of a, a I wouldn't call it a paradigm shift, but it's, it's hit a shift in the original plan. I think the plan with May with D May was to be like that that third fourth fifth inning guy that would go get you two or three innings now you're seeing him throw some lockdown eighth inning. he's he's really becoming what this team has lacked for a while uh, a setup guy and of course we went out and signed uh a joe kelly this offseason to be that guy that lockdown set out setup guy but you still don't know how much you trust him after being on fire for the better part of the summer he struggled and now all of a sudden he's mia with whole body hurting or yeah he's got body itis he's got bone itis but um 
SD Dodger Tim was over there. He lives in San Diego, SD Dodger being San Diego. And uh, he was at the game. He did see Dustin May yesterday. He said he looked awesome from his view last night. I'm sure he had the hair flowing for sure. Um, and he says he's adjusted and is just letting it all hang out in relief, which is a great point. That's it. That's another huge thing for D May. He's not trying to nibble. He's not trying to you know pinpoint or whatever. He's just letting it out. And you can get away with that when you threw the hardest pitch. And you know you're talking about all those balls being over 99. That's on the TV clock or on the TV um, <clears throat> burrito radar. <laughs> yeah. On TV, Brito over there, it, it's it's clocked up a little bit, but uh, officially, I think it was measured as his high. A few of them were measured at his highest pitches, uh, pitch velo in the bigs with uh, ninety eight point eight miles per hour, which passes the sniff test for me. If you can get uh, your car <laughs> impounded <laughs> if you're pulled over for going the speed that you're throwing, then uh, I'm I'm pretty uh, okay with that. Uh, but with that. You know, we're talking about a huge setup potential. He's playing a big part, uh, or he he's proving a big part potentially for for October now. When you weren't sure if it was going to be him or Gonsolin, now it's at a point where they both need to be on. And so I'm unsure. We had uh, Brett Tomko in this week. Uh, if you guys haven't checked it out, episode 79 of Blue Heaven is a great time. Former Dodger legend. <laughs> Brett Tomko, which he he got uh, he got a kick out of, and he also yelled at me a little bit for yelling at him and booing at him uh, back in the, the olden times. I, I know Gary enjoyed that. Oh, from reminding him that he never hit a home run in his career. Also, that I did. I he I hurt his feelings. He hurt my feelings. So we're all good. Yeah, yeah. That that evens uh, evens a score. But friend of the show, and he uh, he's going to be out at our upcoming party that we're going to tell you about uh, real soon. At least he should be out. But now I, I, he mentioned. Brett mentioned, and Brett, you know, is friends with Dave Roberts, so they, I know they talk. But he said that the Dodgers plan on carrying 13 pitchers when historically it feels like they don't carry 13 pitchers. And if anybody out there, I'll, I'll check it out. Tim, if you've heard otherwise, let me know. But it feels like this team is probably better built for 12 pitchers uh, with the amount of you know bodies you need to have on and around the roster. But if you, if you go with 13, you kind of solve a lot of headaches. And um, I don't know. So with that, and that's also based on the health of Rich Hill. Rich Hill yeah, the other night looked really good. He looked really damn good after looking really bad and like, oh, man, is this it? Yeah. And then all of a sudden he just pulls it out of his A. And there's, yeah. there's D Mountain. No, it felt like it felt like a like the like you're an hour and 30 minutes into a Disney movie with, with Rich Hill. The way I mean, he just could not plant that leg. And when he did, it felt like he stepped on a Lego. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like he was wobbling oh, yeah, back saw, and forth. He looked and, really awkward. But but that but you still saw the break on that curveball and you, you and you, it could be an asset the fact that his arm is going to be fresh that he hasn't been worked as much as he has and just him as a locker room presence him on this team oh, man, I just feel, way he's traveling with the team yeah for no he'll, sure, he'll be with but, the yeah. team but it's a different thing when you're competing with Being the boys a contributor yeah is, is definitely huge and Tim Tim uh, thank you hat tip to SD Dodger Tim for pointing out the Dodgers have never carried 13 in the, the postseason or playoffs at least re- recent vintage but but go ahead. yeah I think they I think they they've carried 12 pitchers six out of the seven times mm-hmm. under uh, with with Dave Roberts so they they, they did one with 11 against Chicago I think in 26 2016 or 2017 yeah but, it probably would have been 16 yeah and then by that Corey Corey Seager had that had that injury so 
But I think I think that you gotta you gotta stockpile as much talent as you can in the bullpen because you see the teams are gonna be facing. I think with also too, if you look at when the Dodgers didn't make a big trade for a closer, they didn't get Felipe Vasquez, which is the greatest Thank thing ever, God. right? The guy's gross as hell. But but um, denied it, bail today, and, oh, yeah, or yesterday, was. whatever it was. Um, anyway, so when you, you almost had the Dustin May announcement shortly thereafter, so it almost felt like that was a contingency plan. A yes. lot of Dodger fans were disappointed at the time, and then they announced Dustin May, and then we actually went to that game. I remember we saw his opening game, yep. and so With the I, hair, the hair flow happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, if Clay and Kershaw, he came out in relief, and he was only twenty. So if Dustin May yeah. is supposed to be that guy in the future. You're never ready. You're never ready for the postseason. And I think you just you let him fly and you see what we can get out of him because his stuff is that potentially elite. So Yeah, again, anytime you could pull ninety eight, ninety nine out of nowhere, that's that's fine. And with with Rich Hill looking healthy, now all of a sudden you can you know, you might have relied on, on D May to be that that fourth, fifth inning, sixth inning guy, but now as you, you coin him D Mania it can happen in that seventh or eighth inning. You have Pedro Baez pitching sixth, fifth, seventh inning, whatever it is. You have more versatility. And, and we just put out the post uh, today, I think it was, about this being on DodgersNation.com, of course. But this being by far, or maybe not by far, but definitely the best, uh, better, I should say, better uh, bullpen than it was last season. Yeah. By, by leaps and bounds. You look at last season, Dylan Flora was getting meaningful innings in the World <laughs> Series. Dylan Floro was yeah. getting him. Um, you have someone like Ryan Madsen somehow creeping his way onto the roster through grit and whatever moxie and whatever the hell else word you want to throw out there as an old school uh, you know, descriptor shouldn't have been there. He had an ERA with the Dodgers over nine and somehow he made it because he had a good lifetime uh, against Washington and it played up or whoever the hell it was. Um, that we played in the first round that I forget because I try to remember uh, forget about bad things. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> I black it just... all out too, my man. I do the same thing. No, but yeah, he pitched well against the against the Braves in that Braves, in that go, series. Bravos. But but yeah, he came in in relief against against Boston. Probably I kind of think he looks like uh, Dan Patrick a little bit, don't you think? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, but, maybe. But yeah, no, you're totally right. Know in the comments below. <laughs> the surplus of talent in this year's bullpen to me is the major difference. I mean, you look at last year. You're trotting out guys like like really stopgap guys in a Ryan Madsen. Yeah. But this year, you, the the talent level has has increased tenfold with guys mm-hmm. like Joe Kelly, Pedro Baez, and then Julio Orias. There, you see what they're doing with him, pitch him on back to back nights. You know that they have plans <laughs> to have him for three, four. I mean, three innings minimum, really, to me, or or even in closing situations. But yeah, if you look at last year's team, yeah, I mean, you go look at Dylan Floro, Scott Alexander, you know, guys that. Really, if our bullpen was what it was last year, we wouldn't stand a chance right now. Yeah, especially. And, and, and one replacement here, I want to argue a bit with. Uh, we got we got Cyberpunk on on uh, YouTube yeah. here. What up, Cyberpunk? Uh, saying Caleric and Sadler are not lights out type of bullpen. No, they're not. And Sadler doesn't make this roster. He probably kind of earned it, but he's one of those scrap heap guys. As we all the guys you're talking about, those were all scrap heap guys. Caleric, on the other hand, has in his role been exceptional if you you know i don't have all the numbers in front of me but if you look at trade deadline like you know moves roster moves players going places Caleric's up there in the top five successful moves for filling a role that they needed to do it's probably like granky and castellanos that are up there at the top but 
Adam Kalarik filled a role that that the Dodgers desperately needed. It wasn't going to be Caleb Ferguson, and Ferguson sniffs any playoff roster. Something bad happened. He's not there. This is not his year. But, again, Caleb Ferguson was another guy who was getting meaningful innings in the championship series, and then, you know, he did get dumped. Um I think I think they hold Yellard Scott Alexander yeah. somewhere, but uh, a lot better. You, you feel a lot better, and then to throw in the rooks of Gonsolin with that that disgusting change or you know split change, and then May, whatever the hell he's going to throw at you, it's going to hurt. I feel very confident. <laughs> I feel very. I mean, if you look at Caleri, I mean, he was that guy. I do the post game show, of course. Never heard of it. <laughs> Tuesdays and Sundays, but we got. I remember. I, I remember when we got Caleric. Mm-hmm. There was some guy. I forgot who it was in the comments, but he just straight up said, "Who the in all caps? Who the f is Caleric, Doug?" Just like, and I we all felt the same way. I couldn't write his name for the first like yeah. week and a half. Uh, I, who who is this person? And that's hard when you're editing for a website. I thought it was a medical procedure at the beginning when I first start. First heard of, <laughs> but I'm undergoing choleric. Yeah, I'm gonna I, get a choleric. I have yes. choleric. Yes, providing choleric value. But <laughs> but if you look at last 30 games, a sub point eight, a .79 ERA in 25 games, 11 to third innings pitched, nine hits, one earned run, two walks. If you look at him to a whip below sub one whip, two and zero, oh, and he's just he he can be that that lefty that loogie yeah. that can come out for the Dodgers, and the Dodgers need guys like yeah, that too. A true loogie, too. a true loogie. Yeah. Yeah, a true loogie, and the Dodgers need stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. sound great in people's car speakers right there. But yeah, you got to give uh, you got to give Andrew Freeman and company and the scouting department a lot of credit because he was mm-hmm. he was he was not getting a, a lot of work in Tampa Bay. We know how stocked that mm-hmm. that bullpen is, and when you bring a guy from one of the best the best bullpen really in Major League Baseball, you know you're going to get quality out of that, and he's provided that. My my, we're with with. Uh, with Adam Adam Kalerik is is uh, you know how he's gonna how he's gonna perform in the postseason, but uh-huh. I like what I've seen so far, and he definitely looks like he's gonna be a part of this playoff roster. Uh, I I apologize to some people in the stream here. We got Franklin, we got Fredo. I think I think there's more, but uh, lights out. <laughs> lights out Russell Martin my bad we did not bring up Russell Martin for the bullpen the disrespect is real <laughs> because that guy has been a revelation and I think I didn't I ask Brett about that like yeah should he, yeah yeah I think well, Brett was, pretty much what he Brett said was, is he was either going to be it would be a really good time or yeah, a, bad a really game. bad time yeah yeah that's pretty much it but I intentionally him, avoid talking yeah. about him because I don't want I don't want other teams to watch the, our postgame show he's the <laughs> x factor the ultimate ace up our sleeve so stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas bring them home Uh, Cyberpunk wants to see the Astros lose for once. Uh, so we'll get ahead into some of that uh, real soon. But uh, this is a very good question right here. Frankie Zambrano, I appreciate that because that this was a, a big question for me. So we have either 13 or 12 pitchers. 
but there's only 25 guys you can carry. Uh, I, th- I feel like a lot of us, especially me, but most people have, have uh, looked at Matt Beatty and have said, this dude is, is guaranteed a roster spot. However, somebody that wasn't even supposed to be playing in September has really, really opened my eyes. So uh, Frankie asked, does Edwin Rios make the NLDS? You look at the numbers, and we uh, I, I kind of yucked it up with with a lot of the a lot of the folks over here at DN today. Rios is having uh, again some very small sample size, but he's having a very very good year. He's hitting two ninety five. His his weighted runs uh, weighted runs created plus is what I think one seventy five, yeah. which is good for people who don't fully understand the the advanced analytics. On the other hand. Matt Beatty, friend of the show, we we love you, Matt. But you know he's had a, a struggle bus of of a September. I think he's hitting 195 this month or something like that. It's lower after whatever happened today. I don't think he got on base. Um, either of you guys, do you have a, an opinion here or anybody in the stream? Uh, it, well, it's really come down. Do you want a I mean, lefty with with power or a lefty that might give you a better at bat off the bench? All right. So I'm looking over to them, but. Uh, Beatty, I mean, you got to consider Max Muncy having his injuries and then moving Beatty around all, yeah. all over the place in the beginning of the month. So I don't think he's getting that consistency right there. Plus, you, it's unfair to compare him to Rios because Rios gets put in at really his the best opportunity that's for him. Yeah, he's right? been put in more blowouts yeah. for sure. Exactly. So I, I don't know it's a, if it's a fair comparison. I, you can't deny Beatty's like being clutch. He carried us, you know, not carried us, but he was very important oh, I, for yeah. most of the season. I mean, I, I just feel he deserves <clears throat> he deserves to be on the playoff roster. No, yeah, I, I feel he does, and that's why we should just have a bigger playoff roster. Let's go, just bring twenty six good uh, dudes. Who's gonna say no? Yeah, hide them in the bag. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stuff no. them in the bag. <laughs> no, I, I think that it's it's a very compelling take so late in the season so late and then Matt Beatty struggling so much yeah. as we approach the postseason but I think Matt Beatty along this year he's really earned his stripes he was one of the first yeah. guys to come up he got his first hit against the Giants friend of the show too that should push him over the yes. top <laughs> but I think with Matt Beatty too like like Gary mentioned his his clutch hitting with runners in scoring position I think they're mm-hmm. gonna end up platooning him with David Freeze potentially when uh uh, it hit the platooning him and David Freeze, but the thing with Evan Rios is you're getting a, maj- a potentially majestic yeah. home run swing, 473 last night, a majestic shot, and I also mm-hmm. think too, depending on the injury of Justin Turner, he can play third. So that's another thing too, with with Rios with, too. Oh yeah, well you don't, you probably don't want him at third. If anything, you're going to see Kike Kike, or yeah. or CT3 getting some three B before. Before you see, uh, before you see him, that or even David Freeze. Chris Taylor was struggling at third, like mm-hmm. was it last week? I know he's good, he's great, yeah. you know. But I'm just saying that their base is hard. Th- I oh, can yeah. tell you, man. I yeah, you got a fat bruise on your I shin right a, now. Yeah, I took a line <laughs> drive out the shin last night, all because of Brooke not being there for me. <sighs> Why didn't you ask me to play? Anyways, moving on. <laughs> but uh, I think you stick with Matt Beatty. We've seen so many times. If you look at the like, if you look at his advanced stats of getting the bat, the bat on the ball in the zone. I think that Edwin Rios against postseason pitching, you're facing elite pitching, tougher at bats. They're going to probably hit him low and away. 
I think they'll. I just think that I. I just trust Matt Bay, like Gary mentioned, to his positional versatility. He Not does have that. You don't need that as much at this point of the season in the postseason, but it does play up. I will agree, especially with the team hurting as much as it. You know, you could have it where CT or where uh, JT and Seager go down in the same game or something like that, and now all of a sudden your your depth is stretched very thin. Also, as a pinch hitter, I, his pinch hitting stats are pretty impressive too. Pinch hitting and clutch situation, yeah. Beatty is leaps no, I, and bounds better. I'm just saying that his numbers are down because they had to move him around while yeah. Muncie was injured. And then we saw what happens with, mm-hmm. with players like with Jock when they moved him back and mm-hmm. forth between first and right field. Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah. Beatty was at his finest. Uh, I think he hit, you know, when he was having that long stretch playing uh, left field during the, uh, the down period of Jock Peterson trying to play first, he, I think he batted like 304 or something like that. That was his finest point. So he does, the, the consistency does um, help uh, with the bat for sure. I, I, I can agree to that. I'm, I'm really surprised. I almost wanted to skip this one, but Eddie Ramirez in the stream on God, YouTube. I didn't want you to read that one. <laughs> says, I would love Austin Barnes to replace Lux at second base. Who hurt wow. you, Eddie? It's He's, one of Austin Barnes' <laughs> homies from high school or something. I'm yeah. yeah. It, it, Barnes, that might be Austin Barnes. I mean, Barnes can play different uh, positions. He, he does have some versatility in the same regard. So can Russell Martin. Very well. So can Will Smith. Will Smith played has played a lot of third base in the minor leagues. But um, no, that's a no for me, Doug. I just yeah. I can't see Austin I, Barnes. He's picked up seven at bats since July twenty fourth. Hey, Barnes has been doing a great job in the dugout, sitting in front of Clayton Kershaw, listening to jokes and laughing along. He's done a <laughs> great job. There's that's value his, to that, no question that's about his it. Yeah. Job. <laughs> it seems like it. I hey, haven't seen him do anything else. That's not bad. I, I would. Uh, I wouldn't mind having that job, but. Yeah, Austin Barnes, I mean, he's not even close to the, no, the Mendoza line in his last 30 games. And no. I just think, but the thing, I never, look, I'm not here for Austin Barnes slander. I did it for basically six months on the postgame show. Mm-hmm. But I do think we never would imagine he'd be the end, end up being the catcher in the World Series last year when Grandal struggled so mildly. So I guess it's, we, we should, we should uh, keep, him, keep, him, keep him warm, but I think that you want to go with, uh, with Russell Martin. And then hopefully Will Smith starts to turn around. You start to see signs of Will Smith. I have high hopes that he's going to be one of the big X factors mm-hmm. in this postseason. So. so some more questions here. Uh, I like Sam. Sam uh, we got Samuel. That's a good question uh, uh, about how do we feel about a Twins-Dodgers World Series. We're going to get to that in a bit because that is a very good question, but we, we kind of have some stuff stuff prepped. Oh, it's not prepped, but planned a little bit later. I want to get through this this roster stuff. And Rhino over on YouTube is saying uh, is asking, should Kenley be our guy in the ninth inning? Uh, and does Stripling get bumped off? Stripling before what was it? Wednesday's outing was doing very well. He had a .9 ERA in the month of September. Dave Roberts admitted to putting him in a bad situation mm-hmm. and he wasn't ready. Strip was just plainly not ready. Had seven plus, days off. Plus, yeah, and he was probably getting ready, you know, getting his costume ready for today because, you know, he played a damn fine Forrest Gump. Yeah. I think if he can focus on pitching instead of his stocks and his podcast, I think it maybe (laughs) would improve. But, no, I I think that Ross Stripling— I didn't say that, Ross. No, Ross Stripling. (laughs) I was here that day. I don't even know you, but (laughs) what up, Ross? Ross the boss. I mean, sometimes he's Ross Stripling. Sometimes he's, you know, Ross Stripling versus boss Stripling. But I think that— I think for to me, I kind of found it strange that— that he got the ring endorsement from Dave Roberts to be on that playoff roster so early while the rest uh, of these guys are auditioning. It's L.A. Yeah. Everyone's on an audition, right? But everyone's auditioning for the, for the postseason. But I think that if he, the, I, when he throws that curveball for strikes, it has such a deep break to it. 
I think that he's also a guy that I mean he didn't even he didn't even pitch last year, but in the postseason. But in, in 2017, uh, in the first half last year, he showed signs. I still think it's a guy that that I would like to have on that in that bullpen somewhere for sure. Especially if if Rich Hill is going to get that that game four opener. Uh, spot because it's not a starter if you're not going like three, four, five innings. But if he does that, then you need those those added arms. You need the extended arms like Gonsolin, like Urias, like Ross Stripling, and that's going to play up huge for this bullpen. That there's so much length as where that was a problem last year, and we know how Dave likes to manage his starters in in the World Series. It's or in the postseason, it's a bit of a of a struggle bus. So. Yeah, having those guys like that, and I think Ross was a, a huge loss last season. Yeah. He would have been good. Good Ross Stripling would have been good, but, you know, he admitted it. He admitted it here. You know, he was gassed. Mm-hmm. He wasn't ready to to pitch at that point, and uh, smartly they they did leave him off the, the roster. But, um, I mean, do you guys get the feeling that the Dodgers learned from Boston last year uh, just putting the starters into the bullpen? And you know, trying to shut it down that way. Last I mean, two years. I mean, Houston yeah. did that too. And we didn't. We never did it. We got mm-hmm. screwed the last couple of years with that. So with that kind of approach. So I, I don't know. I want to see what you guys thought about. Maybe that's what they're doing is stocking up starters to to do the bullpen stuff. Well, I don't think it was intentional. It was one of those things where that's those are the bodies they had. Um, they they brought up rookies that were starters because you know you really don't draft and groom relievers. You relievers are failed starters yeah, <laughs> especially oh, exactly, in, in right. LA um hat tip to Eric Gagne but uh yeah it, it was I think it was more of just um I, I wouldn't I guess I'm gonna go with victim of circumstance but a positive victim of circumstance you know it, it works it was uh we we lucked into it. it wasn't intentional is what I'm trying to get at those are the words I'm trying to mouth yeah yeah, no, I de- I uh, no, I definitely think that, that the Dodgers have taken notes. I mean, if you lose from a team, lose to a team, especially as badly as they lost to that Red Sox team, where it felt like they were just outmatched from a talent point point of view. Yeah. And the, the Red Sox are really creative. The way they use Yavali, the way they use Chris Sale, the way they use David Price, and they were mixing things up. They weren't beholden to Craig Kimbrell. <laughs> they, they wanted it, too. They, they just straight wanted it. Yeah, it was, it was their approach. And I think that I think there's no question about that one thing you can extract from these World Series losses, at least you would hope to, is that they find a more innovative approach. And having guys like Ross Stripling, Gonsolin, Dustin May, and, and potentially Rich Hill, Kenta Maeda, who pitched well today, Kenta Maeda, mm-hmm. who I could even see closing a game, game or two. Which he did. Which he did. Uh, on, uh, on uh, today, which is Thursday, um, some of the roster is kind of going to figure itself out because there are injuries. There are injuries happening. Yeah, Dodgers are really – you don't want to see this this close to, to postseason play, but Muncie still looks injured to me. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care that he's in there. Uh, the numbers will tell you. I think he's batting like 194 or under. He's batting around or under 200 since the broken wrist. It looks to me like he's he's firing uh, before really processing the pitch. He's trying to get out in front of it because, you know, him being it's his right hand. He's a left-handed batter. That's his lead hand. And, you know, there's a good torque. There's a good strain if you're trying to start your swing later and, and you know, drive and go the opposite way, which when he's right, you know, he'll he'll do that a little bit more. He I think he – I mean, he has to be somewhere near the, the team lead in opposite field home runs, but he doesn't look right to me. Yeah, Max Muncy does not look right at all. 
if you see him too, he's another guy too. Last year he started 10 of the Dodgers 16 postseason games. And I was hoping with that positional versatility that he's shown us this year, I want to see him in each and every game because of the power he provides. He's a, he's a guy that come up in clutch situations in the postseason. But yeah, you're totally right. He does not look like he's 100%. I mean, no one's 100% this time of year, but he looks like it's affecting his swing and it's affecting his approach at the plate. And yeah, I think that's definitely a major concern if you're the Dodgers right now in Max Muncy, absolutely. And it looks like I think the Yankees just lost a, another. I think they got swept wow. by uh, by the Rays or something like that. So wow, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, helping on the home field advantage side, but uh, the Dodgers are currently a game and a half. Just because I, that happened to come up right now, I'm bringing that up before we get back into Muncy. But uh, we're really back into injuries. Game and a half behind Houston. They have a full game lead over New York at the moment. I think New York has. No, they won't have any more games off. So, anyway, uh, Joe Kelly is another guy. I mean, this could be one of those situations where now Dustin May needs to be that setup guy because all of a sudden Joe Kelly has has this magical mystery injury. Uh, I don't know what it is. They don't seem to want to tell us what it is. And, I mean, granted, the Dodgers have never been overly full uh, disclosure about this kind of stuff, but um, plain and simple, after being – what electric for the better part of three three and a half months all of a sudden he had given up five earned runs over his last uh what five and a third innings pitch and now hasn't pitched in over a week is this something they keep saying if it was the playoffs he'd be pitching yeah and you know the dogs not pitch him he's not yeah. doing good <laughs> We he I, before the postseason starts, especially I want to see him this weekend against San Francisco. The big concern to me, yes, the Dodgers have been very cryptic, very vague about what specifically this injury is. But even Joe Kelly saying I can't explain it. I'm like, where does it hurt, my man? Like, have you not heard of ibuprofen? Yeah, was like, load up on some Advil, like get a leave or something. But that's definitely a concern. If it, is it a bigger issue? Is it an illness or something like that? Because when you hear aching, you almost think some type of illness versus you know anything ligament or bone bone yeah. related. So. Definitely concerned. The Dodgers, look, he was the big offseason acquisition in the bullpen. They shelled out $25 million. They won for to... the month Exactly. Of <laughs> and he struggled late last year, too. His ERA was over eight um, in the last like month of the season as the Red Sox went into the playoffs, and he caught fire. It was blistering hot, mm-hmm. and he 11 scored. And, we, and that's why, I mean, he auditioned for the Dodgers. Dodgers saw firsthand, and I think that it's a major part of, of this potential run. We need Joe Kelly back. And it's just crazy if you follow this entire season, just the roller coaster that's been his season from May when he couldn't get a guy out, he had zero command, and then he started to put it all together. But he's another guy, and that's the thing too, is that it's, an, it's another example. We know this franchise, they, va- they value the spin rate, they value his velo, and we definitely need Joe Kelly. And it's really an imp- inopportune time to see him going, uh, facing an egg. I, mean, I, just, I just want more information. I haven't had, this is yeah. very strange. It's bizarre to me. Yeah, the, they, they'll normally give you something a little more than, eh, whatever, his body's just hurting. Like, so is mine, but I'm here. I'm working. Yeah. Took a line drive to the shin yesterday. Come on now. Yeah. I mean, granted, his stakes are a little bit different, but I digress. Another guy who isn't playing very much Shoot is Justin up. Turner, man. Eight games total in September. He's hitting 185 in those games. Now, what do they say it is? It's the back. He tweaked his back in uh, in batting practice yesterday or something like that. It is, unfortunately, is JT, like, all of a sudden getting old right in front of our eyes? Hey, he's starting to age like milk, right? But but I, I still believe in Justin Turner. I still think that it's a combination of another another example too. They've been very vague about his injuries mm-hmm. and in the in the past. But look, hey, last year in the World Series, 
basically it was just David Freeze and Justin Turner that were hitting. He hit like yeah. 333 against the Red Sox. And you know the averages in wins versus losses when Ginger Jesus is in the lineup versus when it's not. Oh, yeah. And to me, if he's getting additional rest, but but you, you want to get that timing back. I think he's like two for two for eight since that injury, and then he was out. So it's a definitely definitely a major concern. It just goes to show that hey, you you can't you can't account for these potential injuries in there. But they definitely need Justin Turner. To me, he's the glue of this team Absolutely. offensively. There's no question about it. But they need to get him healthy. I don't know if they got a. <laughs> Break out the needles for these guys, but they're going to be in the in that division round in that NLCS, or we don't have a chance. You know what I'm saying? And we're looking at the infield here. You know, JT isn't doing good. Muncy still has probably a partially fractured wrist, and I can't imagine that swinging and hitting a baseball is helping it all that much. And now you got Corey Glassseeger, who comes from winning, you know, Player of the Week in the National League, to uh, the the hamstrings barking again. That that cost him a month plus or whatever it was in uh in the month of june that is another huge concern they're saying and every one of these dave is saying there's nothing to be concerned about it's if it's a postseason they'd be playing and i understand we have time we even had uh, i just saw someone mention it in the stream pat pat dwyer front of the show saying they have a whole week to get some of these guys healthier which is 100 percent true these games don't mean anything and dave roberts uh russell martin is the one i i read and we had a post about that on our dodgersnation.com they really aren't playing for home field advantage. It doesn't mean that much. They're more interested in getting healthier. And while they're trying to get healthier, it feels like they're honestly just getting hurt more, which, uh, yeah, it's not ideal for this time of situa- uh, time of year. But is, is Corey fine? Somebody tell me. Is Corey fine? Like, I know he's fine. Like, that boy is hot. But I'm saying, is he fine? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a very... He's a looker. He's a stunning boy. <laughs> but, uh, again... Problems. These are definitely problems. But one problem you won't have is uh, is saving money this this October because using the Vivid Seats mobile app, you can save $100 on all ticket purchases first time at customers only. But you're not going to want to get tickets for Game 3 of the National League Division Series because we're going to be having a postseason party, guys. We mentioned it last week. Now the, the details are a lot more firm. Sunday, October 6th, Dodgers are going to be on the road, and you can come make it a home game with us. Dodgers Nation is going to be at Clearman's Galley in San Gabriel. Uh, we're going to have a, a nice, prettied-up uh, cyber flyer thrown out there. Real soon enough, but you're going to be there, right? You better be there because we, we're going to yeah, host I got we're nowhere gonna, to be, but here. <laughs> we're going to have a pregame show live. We're going to have a postgame show live. We're going to have – we're going to be live streaming the entire event over there at the boat, as they call it. But uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have way too much stuff to give away. I already promised uh, some, some friends of the show that I'm going to rig some of the giveaways and give them all you know some nice goodies. But we got shirts. We got some stuff. Not, uh, I'm getting word I'm not <laughs> – I, I switched the camera. Come get merged up. Come no, get merged up. He is up. not doing that. No. <laughs> but no, the Corey, the Corey Seager news is definitely alarming. Last two weeks, slashing 425, 465, OPSing 1190. And you saw in 2017, mm-hmm. that elbow kept him out of the, uh, the series against Chicago. He didn't look right. He hit the home run in game two of the World Series. But I thought that, hey, that's Corey Seager has been the most consistent hitter for the Dodgers mm-hmm. post-All-Star break. You know, A.J. Pollock's had his moments, too. But what Corey Siegel's what he's able to do when he gets those gaps, he hits those doubles, and he just looked like he was starting to take the next step in his recovery process. Yeah. And you just really feel for the kid. Is this who he is? Is this an injury-prone player that's not going to be able to stay healthy? This year he's played 131 games, so that's evidence that 
that goes against saying he's injury prone, but it's just yeah. anytime you get injured this time of year, it always feels like it's, it's just it's a simple thing. There was a campaign back in back in my day when when I was a youth. The campaign said, "Got milk." I'll, he hates milk. All of a sudden, he's he, he's off of milk. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good. Uh, I'll give you a couple points on that. Uh, Charles, the party is at the boat, Clearman's Galley in San Gabriel. We'll, we'll check it out. It's going to be on. Um, it's going to be on our. We're going to put it on the social medias, right? Yeah, It'll be out there. Yeah, Twitter. We'll, we'll get it out there. We're yeah. going to put the page together. Today was super busy, so yeah. we'll get the page out, and then tomorrow we'll just tweet it out. And yeah, Facebook paint and all that. Stuff. Out of paint, as you guys can see. But uh, yeah. that's going to be one. We're probably going to have, uh, you know, hopefully have another one in, in the, the postseason. But again, this this party is going to be off of the chizzy. The kids still say that, and I'm sorry. Off the easy for I just lost all of the the patrons to the party. But we're going to have guests there. I'm going to try to force our, our friend uh, Rick Krajewski. If he's not working with uh, with Joe, I'm going to try to force. Rick out and um, it'd be our friend but uh, Brett Tomko basically confirmed he's going to be there and, and uh, I think when we were here on the show I don't know if I cut that out but uh, it's going to be fun we're going to have a lot of fun Gary's going to get really drunk and get really red yes <laughs> really really drunk really red to, we're going to get loose I'm going to be yelling at people so and then don't have anybody come by the table and try to steal a shirt like they did last year <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's pretty get much white girl yeah. wasted. What even yeah. is that? Uh, white girl wasted. You know what it is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know what it is. Come on. Yeah, to ask. Of course, we still don't know who we're going to be playing. Uh, the wild card game. I think the National League wild card game is on on Monday or whatever. It's these two teams are on fire. So it's between Washington and Milwaukee. And how the hell is Milwaukee, what, like 13 and 1, 14, 15 and 1 without Yelich? How is that possible? Now, how is Yelich an MVP candidate with his team going 13 and 1 without him? Oh, got Thank him. You. Wow. I'm going to go tweet that right now. It's a real Broke mystery. <laughs> it's a real mystery there. <laughs> Sorry, I really like that. That's a, that's a fire take there from. Mr. Gary Lee, but uh, they they look exceptional, and and them having healthy pitch absolutely helps because they they were unhealthy for most of the season. Of course, the Cubs just went straight to poop. Yeah, you guys, it's almost like uh, we dodged two bullets this uh, this what well, the middle of the season because obviously we have the the nightmare situation, if you will. It's a little play on words, but Craig Kimbrell, Craig F. Kimbrell. Really after the Cubs, I think he's he says like uh, what nine blown saves of his own in that yeah. short amount of time. He's been bad. His ERA is around nine. Um, Might as well just roll up to the game in a green turtleneck on a billy goat that he did the Cubs <laughs> that dirty. I mean, but if you if you look at it too, also their schedule was pretty light down the stretch. They played the Cubs, which you just said they fell apart. Yeah, we're talking about the Brewers, yeah, the Brewers, and yeah. and then the Marlins. Oh yeah, yeah. The Bruins, the Brewers play the Marlins, the Cards, the Reds, the Pirates, the Reds, and the Rockies. So that was the benefit. And also, their 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 pitching just really came around too. Lyles, Anderson, Davies, Gonzalez. They combined for a two 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 ERA in sixteen September starts. So yeah. if you look at it too, and then also for whatever reason, they just come alive this time of year. They got a plus. Uh, their run differential leads all of uh, Major League Baseball in uh, in September uh, of this year and last year combined. So they kind of they really just can't come alive. Yeah, they they at this time last year they uh, usurped at the very end of the season the Cubs and now they're right there in the hunt to do it again to um to the other team that they're playing against. Yeah, the name uh, St. Louis. The Cardinals are right there and. 
the Brewers might somehow sneak in and, and win the NL Central. That's a hot team, but we saw they were a hot team last year, and, I mean, it took seven games with a much less gooder Dodgers team, and we were still— We were we, bester. Yeah, we were bester. Now, if you look at it, a 2-7, I mean, I, it's, almost, it's, it's almost like they have to be reminded that it's the, it's the end of the season, and they just, they just get that extra rush, and they, they want to be a part of it. But if you look at it, too, a 2-7-4 ERA in September, that's best in Major League Baseball, and they had a 4-6-8 ERA in their first 135 games. So, yes, they're riding the, we're getting hot at the right yeah. time, but at the end of the day, bottom line, they're without Christian Yelich. And, yes. and that, to me, and that like Gary, Gary mentioned, their record without Christian Yelich. Look, when you, when sometimes when you have a big injury like that, everyone digs deeper in themselves, and there's that, too, because they don't have him to rely on, but... Bottom line, the Brewers, you give them a lot of credit. I think they've won 18 of 20 games, something like that. And no one wants to play them. And that's going to be, that to me, is one of, one of the more exciting wild card games in, in oh, quite some yeah. time. I'm really looking for that one. So you're going to have, what, Scherzer and, and probably Woodruff? I don't know who. Wait, so who's the number one? Who's their best? I don't know who Milwaukee's best uh, pitcher is. I know, I think one of their guys got back uh, from injury. But yeah, they're, they're all over the place. And they're probably not going to best Scherzer. Plus, the Nats have, you know, hot hitters like Bryce Harper. Oh, wait, no, they don't. <laughs> Bryce. Wow. <laughs> got him. I heard some Philly fans or some national fans were getting after him today, oh, again, yeah. right? That, and you know what? That's messed up the way that goes. Of course, Bryce Harper went and signed that huge ass deal with uh, Philly, and now he's uh, he's playing golf early in October. I think this is the first time in uh, it's the first time in a good good while for him that he's not playing October baseball. I mean, they didn't last last season, but uh, <laughs> that's really really funny that. Uh, He's not making the World Series or not making the postseason, and that his team was eliminated by his former team, and then his former team the next day celebrated on his home field. I think it was his or, or at Washington, whichever way it was, but no, it was uh, at at at, uh, at Washington. Um, where it does suck, however, is apparently fans were they they crossed the line. Fans were booing. Uh, booing like or they were they were calling out his his son like his newborn son and his wife and all that like his wife took the social media to defend him and all that like or something like that but that never ends well it's really stupid come on you could you could boo the man like I booed Brett I'm talking Tomko. about my kids I booed Brett, Brett Tomko 12 13 years ago you know what yeah I mean I'm he's not gonna forget I felt, that I felt, I felt good about it yeah <laughs> but uh, no you don't bring it you don't bring the family into it. No, that's wrong. That's foul. There's no place for that. There's no place for that. And he's had a rough year. There's a lot of pressure with that contract. Mm-hmm. But this goes to show when you winning the offseason doesn't necessarily translate to postseason glory. Mm-hmm. And everyone was clamoring for Bryce Harper, myself included. I thought that he might be a guy. When you come coming off that World Series, it was like, give me anyone that has shown that he can hit for power, that he can hit. And we, but now he may, paved the way. Now we'll get Rendon this offseason by <laughs> not playing. But the thing, too, yeah, like if by. Um, if Washington doesn't sign, I, I mean, we need the Dodgers would love, would be amazing to have Anthony Rendon. But if Washington doesn't re-sign Anthony Rendon, they are just, they have no idea what they're doing. They're, you you didn't spend that money on Harper; go spend it on your other franchise player. But yeah. Anyway, not to make this a, a Washington Nationals roundup, but the 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 choices, the options are: it's either going to be as of right now, Milwaukee or Washington. Of course, Milwaukee is what a game behind St. Louis right now, so it could be one of St. Louis or or Washington happening. And the, I mean, that would be an exceptional 
uh, uh, wild card game as well. St. Louis, I'd rather, I'd much rather see them in a, in a, a long series. St. Louis against uh, Washington, that would be great. But um, that's that's going to be an exceptional series, and I, I really do hope that that it kind of flips. But to me, they kind of remind us, uh, remind me of us last year. If you mm-hmm. look at the way they start, we start sixteen of twenty six. This year, coming out of the gates, they struggled. They've been sixty nine and thirty eight from May twenty fourth up nice. until now. That that's some serious serious winning. And they started 19 of 31. So to me, you almost see those those comparisons with us last year. They got it done late, mm-hmm. and they're it doesn't even though you're making it to the wild card, it doesn't feel like they're back into the postseason. They have momentum, and but Max Scherzer's been banged up with that nagging back injury, and yeah. if you look at it too, yeah, I mean their their team, of course, if the, uh, Strasburg early in the year when the Dodgers went to Washington, he held the Dodgers to one run and two hits. And he pitched very well against them. And then Corbin has a great history against the Dodgers as well. So that's a team with their bull, their bullpen. To me, I don't think they have the depth to to really be a real threat to the Dodgers. Doolittle has pretty much lost it. I think he went down to the minors for a couple weeks to try yeah, to figure things out. It, it's really the starting pitching that you have to worry about there. But you know, we're not there yet. We're going to play whoever it is, and I, and I feel confident. Even though I, I I'm not a fan of the short, you know, the five game series. There's a lot of concerns that happens with those. But um, it's either way, you know, you're going to have some really, really fun uh, wild card games. Uh, you know, Oakland at Tampa, like you have the antithesis right there happening at the top. You have, you know, the Dodgers and the Yankees spending all this money or whatever. And you have Oakland and Tampa going for this wild card coming out of nowhere. Not both 95 wins. So that's a lot of fun. Cleveland looks like they're going to get booted because they they kind of struggle. They had you see Jose Ramirez coming back like super early from that hand injury. That's nuts. But the AL is going to be a lot of fun. I really feel that New York and Houston need to play each other because, I we need to play the Yankees in the World Series. That would be a lot of fun. I I don't be great think, for baseball. Be great for baseball, but also I don't think Dodgers Twitter can handle oh. us playing Houston because so many people on Dodgers Twitter for some reason are friends with like Houston, and it's going to go bad again. All of those relationships started out sour, and then somehow just like Stockholm syndrome their way into friendship. Well, you're saying they are they are friends? <laughs> they are friends on Twitter? Yeah, people, yeah, they are. Uh, it's it's really happened weird. in the last year. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, plus there Dodger gonna, friends only for me for the record. Yeah, plus the Dodgers really I don't need to, socialize with the enemy. <laughs> Dodger, the Dodgers really need to win this World Series too because there's going to be a lot of people that uh, thirty one years. Well, that too. Hey, enough about eighty eight times now. I mean that anyway. I just I think there's going to be a lot more infighting this off season if we don't win too. <laughs> I mean that to to to, to, to love the Dodgers to be a fan of the Dodgers to me is to have unconditional love for the Dodgers. This is a team that has a three hundred. Win percentage in the World Series, the Dodgers. So, and, and look, trust me, those are. If uh, I bleed Dodger blue to the core, but yeah, 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 that's yeah. just the story with the Dodgers. Before the Dodgers beat the Yankees in 1955, they had lost to them five times. So, like Vince Cully said, it never comes easy for the Dodgers. So, if you know your Dodgers, if you know your Duke Snyder's, Jackie Robinsons, yeah. Roy Campanella's, Don Newcombs, Mookie Anderson. I made the last one up, but um, but if you, to to know the Dodgers is Bail. to is <laughs> is to understand that look that look, the seventies we we almost tasted a couple times there. To me, it's it it's definitely it's a lot of wait till next year. It's a lot of wait till next and year. This is supposed to be the year. Is it going to be the year? We know. Tell we, me, it's the year, Gary. It's the year. All right. It's the year. If See, Ken Lee, you, you're trying to make me say Kenley Jensen. That is, we can talk Kenley. We can talk Kenley, but that you know, we're almost we're we're already kind of late on time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But Kenley, hey, Kenley is a picked, whole show himself. 
He yeah. picked up th- career save at number 300. He picked up back-to-back saves for the first time since May. He looked good. He looked good. Looked I mean, good. I, I thought the, the pitches looked good. If he can do that again, Cutter that's was cutting great. again. Yeah, but the whole thing about, like, situational bullpen or situational closing, that needs to happen. That's just my opinion. Or I'm going to break my keyboard because – Every time I'm tweeting the games and he's he's coming up, oh my god! Gary okay, loves himself Next. some uh, some Kenley Jansen. <laughs> I'm with you too. You can't put him in situation. The thing about 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 Kenley Jansen is that he before he blew that save against the Astros, he hadn't blown a save in the postseason. Yeah. People want to say that he that they broke him or what, but look, he came back in Game Six, of that same series to get a clutch save. And I think that, to me, we have to extract as many outs as we can from Kenley Jansen, but there is no script anymore. It's no. not a push-button thing where you know that, first of all, you're not going to get six outs out of him. No, and please. You're not gonna, and you, you can't they chop. Got, they got four outs out of him. The next one, he went and crapped all over the floor. I yeah. was yelling in the garage last year with you, just yelling, oh, yeah. what are you doing? Just like, yeah. why are you bringing him in? For that six out save. Because just, we had Dylan Floro and Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <Nance. laughs> I lost my voice yelling that in that garage, I remember. But the encouraging anyway. thing to me, though, like he's a guy, he's thrown the cutter 90% of the time for the majority of his career. That slider yesterday threw it for a strike down yeah. in the zone. He's that, really developed that slider a, a good amount over the last, you know, ever since he stopped battling with his catchers and, yeah. his, and his coaches, it's working for him. Yeah. And he, he's gained a half inch on that cutter in September. So that's what you want to see. That's the progress you want Walk, to see. Walking away from it. Uh, you, that's, what, that, that's what we want to see. But to me about Kenley Jansen, I just want to come out. Come what about up. the girth on this? <laughs> uh, I, I just, look, to me, he, he's going to put us all, you know, we're all going to have gray hair. We're all going to, he's going to put us through the ringer this, this postseason. There's no question about it. But to me, we should look at him as an asset as far as his ability to come in and get put him in situations where he can succeed. None of mm-hmm. us, it almost feels like, Dot, there's, I'm a real believer in confirmation bias. And when everyone wants to see him fail or, or when they want to confirm that, that, that he's washed or he's gassed or, or that game, uh, or game two of the World Series broke him, mm-hmm. and when they see it, evidence of it, they want to run with it. But the reality is he still has above average stuff for a closer that when he's on and when he's put in uh, situations where he can succeed, I still, I still believe him in, in, in this situation. If he does, you know, he's, to me, he, you know, he's dead to me if he screws up this time. But I don't think he'll, he'll finally won't get exclusively the ninth inning. Yeah, I think yeah. that's going to be the biggest thing. I mean, I love your take. I'm just saying that I think uh, Kenley has gotten taste of humility. I think that's been his biggest problem in the last couple of years is that he's been, he knows he's great. We all know he's great. We've seen how great he can be. But I think the good thing that he he's experienced is that humility and now he's scared. Even, you know, even- being scared is good because you're going to come up there and perform and do well when you're scared because you're going to focus and be there when the time's right. Everybody's asking, bottom of the ninth, two, you know, two outs, uh, game seven, do you put him out there? And I, I have struggled watching Kenley this season, but I'll still put him out there just because he's the best guy, most equipped. He knows what to pull out to, to perform in that situation. Yeah, the cutter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're mentioning earlier, you mentioned earlier, did we learn from those World Series losses? And I think one thing you can learn from it is, look, Boston realized they couldn't trust Kimbrell, and, they, and yeah. then the Astros realized they couldn't trust Giles. So mm-hmm. to me, he has to earn each and every outing. And then also, you got to ride the hot hand. We'll yeah. see when we get to the postseason. If Orius is lights out, you roll with Orius. If Kenta Maeda, look, Kenta Maeda, he's consistently hitting 94 out of the pen if he's getting first pitch strikes. Yep. I, to me, I don't think there needs to be a very rigid lineup out there no. for this Dodger team. It 
it was and in the past you know you want to criticize dave roberts or, or people want to criticize him that's and the computers a, and, yeah, <laughs> yeah no in the I, yeah i understand the dave roberts criticism I, I get it and one of the reasons is um him throwing out Kenley Jansen there for a six-out save or, or Kenley Jansen saying he's ready to pitch or things like that. You can't play it like that. You can't play it that at all. you got to be honest with yourself. And I think the same thing goes with Kershaw, too. I think they're in the same category where you got to just have, like, have the eye test, see how they perform early in the, the divisional NLCS rounds, and then... I mean, plus during those times, you know, they had to go run to Kenley for for six out saves or try to get through three innings where where Kershaw had to come in and and save his bacon because they had nobody else. Now you have somebody else. And my emergency closer, if it's not Russell Martin, like I said, with uh, Brett Tomko and Tomko was not on board with it. Tony Gonsolin, make that man the closer. Uh, by the way, I, I really like this one. You got uh, PJ Dwyer with the Mookie Anderson. So you had me going. Oh, <laughs> Mookie Anderson. Hey man, Mookie was, was big time, man. He went uh, to South Pasadena State University. <laughs> he played college ball there. Uh, no, but I, I really think that I, I, I'm a big believer in Goose too. I think his demeanor, mm-hmm. his approach, doesn't feel like the moment's too big for him. Mm-hmm. And bottom line is, it's about the stuff. It's about what you can bring to the table as far as. That splitter to me, it, it, it's it's one of the, it's a you know very highly ranked splitter, and we've seen what uh, what Gonsla can do. I I think that they they have high hopes for him being being either the starter, that second guy out of the pen, maybe in the mm-hmm. in the you know a game four of a series if you're going to have like a bullpen game. But the important it, thing is a lot of good problems to have, and 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 this is uh, by far the most options that the Doyers have had at this time of year. Uh, well, at least in any of most of our recent vintages, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just want to ask you a question. So, how do you think that? Like, let, do you think that you could get nothing out of Kenley, or how 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 much do you think that would diminish his stuff, diminish his his because pre- you know ever since he Not lost that, the ninth inning. Yeah, I mean, because he lost that aura of invincibility. But do you think that like you throwing Gauss and Joe Kelly early in the division or NLCS round? I just feel like he's a guy who could sulk. He's a guy whose confidence could be shaken. No, by that. I think by that. In that, I think he will damage his own confidence more where that kind of moves, where, where him being slighted, I think the the slight will actually help him more. He'll be like, oh, yeah, well, F you. I'm going to prove you, you know, yeah, that you're yeah. wrong. Yeah, I'm going to prove to you that you're wrong, and, and, uh, and that will be good. You know, if he has to come in in the seventh inning, you know, because that's the heart of the order of it, because the, the matchups make sense for him, then I think he's going to be okay with it. And he's he's gonna, had enough of humiliating experiences yeah. this year like getting booed at dodger stadium like last week or was it two weeks ago it's been a few that's times. i think you know empathizing with that that is as bad as it gets and yeah, that one yeah. i was not i'm a proud booer as yeah. i've said and i was not okay with that, that was, one that was pretty bad so i mean you gotta ride with your day ones you know and he's a day yeah. one in this journey and, and yeah. as much as much as he gets as much grief as he gets he still has an era under what two five in, in the postseason he's a good postseason pitcher he's had not bad luck because I don't believe in Jeremy Jeffers' version of a home run is bad luck, but he he gives up the run when it's a, a one-run lead instead of a two-run lead. Yeah, it's that kind of stuff. But I, I I do feel a lot more confident about him this year, and we're gonna we'll hopefully see some better stuff out of him. But to to wrap, we do have one last quickie sort of rapid fire thing. Three more games left this regular season as of the time we're recording. Who do you think wins some regular season awards? Doug, who is your National League MVP? I'm still going with Cody Bellinger. I'm going with Cody Bellinger. I think that Cody Bellinger, in the stretch of this year, I think that 
I, I like a guy who does it on both sides of the field. So, I mean, if you look at him, 24 defensive runs saved, that's kind of how he gets the edge on yeah, the board. Yeah, but how often do you ever see voters take the defense into consideration? I mean, it's, if you want to make the case against him, a 336 uh, pre-All-Star, OPS saying 11-24. since that, 230, like something? Post-All-Star, he's hitting 253, uh-huh. 889. But the thing about Cody Bellinger, I want to express is, one of the major improvements was the strikeouts to walk. So he's mm-hmm. still, this year, I mean, last year he was at 150, 151 strikeouts, 69 walks in 2018. Now 146 to 64. So he's still showing marked improvements, and he just played so well. He was, yeah. I mean, you're, people were liking him to Ted Williams early on. It's tough to stress that out. A lot got uh, into his head, probably. I, I'll agree in that regard, if that's the way you're going with it. Um yeah, I mean, look, if, if look, I'll, I'll be honest about this one. About this one, I'm going with my Dodger bias on that one. Okay, right, like because right. if you look at Yelich, his clutch stats, Yelich is hitting 287 WRC plus in clutch, and then Bellinger is 133. So he Bellinger 292 <clears throat> runners in scoring position. I would like to see him, as far as the narrative goes, get closer to passing Beltre or Sean Green. And I think that would help him cap it off. But I think that in this situation, I think that Bellinger gets that MVP. I mean, Rendon, he's slid a little bit. Um, Ronald Acuna Jr., he has that hip, he got that yeah. hip injury. Mm-hmm. So if he had maybe gotten a 40-40 there, maybe a sway that uh, kind of yeah. young there. But I don't know. What's your take? Who do you got? Uh, it's going to be Cody because voters are lazy and they've heard Cody Bellinger all season long. Some people should smartly still throw some out. Uh, throw some love out towards Christian Yelich because he's missed, what, last two, three weeks? Yet he's still in the top of a lot of the leaderboards. Yeah. Uh, Rendon is is leading, I think, in an RBI and and uh, batting average, and you know he has a, a bunch of hits. His team is, is the, what, I think the best team you were saying in the second half of the season or, or one of the best. Anthony Rendon has done a lot. He's the most valuable player in the second half, and the second half should have more carry more weight uh, in the season, but Cody Bellinger is going to win it most likely. He's going to win it because you've heard his name all season long, and you've heard the comps of this. And he was hitting 400, 425 for you know the better part of a month plus. Yelly versus Belly campaign. Yeah, I mean, that was already fun. kind of picked it up. But I'm, and, and I'm honestly, at this you're, point, you're at, on Cody train as well, Gary. I, I don't want to because I don't like the way he finished. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't know. I'm really on both sides of this. Um, he's he's pretty much. The way he started was great, and like he put the Dodgers in a position to really win. He carried it far enough where then Corey picked it up and then the, got the team really going. The second half struggles. I, I mean, mean, they're it, real. Yeah, yeah they're real. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. real. You can't discount that. Those are real numbers yeah. that contribute to a season. And it all it also be bittersweet in a way because almost feel like, oh, did he win it by default? Mm-hmm. Because Yelich, everyone would say, oh, Yelich would have won if he was. I mean, Yelich is a boss. I mean, he's yeah. a baller. I mean, you can't, there's no question oh, about it. You're t- wait, you saying Yelich winning it by default or Cody? No, I mean Cody would, is going to oh, win yeah. it by default because because yeah. uh, of his. But if you look at it. It's a, it's a tough. I mean, it's a tough call, but I think Bellinger gets it done. Like you said, yeah. for all the reasons you said too, it's like the Heisman Trophy in college football. It's a year long narrative, and yeah. guys get it in their mind. And the perception is that Cody Bellinger has been the NL uh, front runner for quite some time Tim, now. Tim brings up a really good point here. Cody helped the Dodgers win the division by June, so I yeah. think that that probably hits it. We'll give him yeah. a couple more points. All right, super quick. We don't need to dig too deep into it, but NL Cy Young is Ryu still a guy, or did he fall too far off or? That five game skid. I, it pains me to say it. it. Pains me to say it because Hunjin Ryu, he was the front runner in the NL for a long, long time. He had those four clunkers. He's picked it up since. I think you got to go with the best pitcher in the game, which yep. is Jacob Degrom. Okay, 
Gary, you got a vote? You're still sticking with Ryu? I'm going with Ryu. Just because you got that bump in the road, fine. Like, DeGrom, did he have a bump in the road this year? You know? Yeah, like, that's what Met. I want to know. Yeah, he's a Mets. That's, you know? that's his like, bump in the road. He's a New York Mets. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I just like Ryu. He did something historic. I think it was it was just amazing watching him. Mm-hmm. And I, I just can't. I'll admit, too, when that. he hit that home run, I was racing to see Jacob DeGrom. And I was like, oh. He had yeah, two home had runs. Two. Yeah, I, know. I was deflated by it's that. Stri- it sucked. But yeah, yeah. But I, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm voting because you know I'm a Dodger fan. It's, it's hard to take myself out of this and say, oh, you know, other players and consider them. I just mm-hmm. enjoyed this season so much. Just such an entertaining year. <clears throat> Cyberpunk has my pick uh, because I'm being kind of lazy with it, but also I think he's just kind of deserves. Steven Strasburg has had an exceptional year. He doesn't. Uh, not all of the numbers jump off the page, but. He leads the league in wins, and and I'm not saying he's my pick because of the wins, but I think the voters still look at that because the voters still aren't all the way caught up to how the game, how the game is really played, um, and it's not about wins because that's not something the pitcher can control. Yeah, I'll tell you this: I hate no, that no. Kershaw is not in the conversation. He absolutely deserves to be in the conversation. He be. He's I what just one game he's behind the the, yep. the NL wins lead. Yeah, he got, he got great numbers. Just barely yeah. over three. Yeah, yeah he's great good. numbers. But, but it's just he has that narrative of now, yeah, now he's that being he's judged so by dimensioned. the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's only that. Now he also has a narrative of he's being judged by not having the velocity he used to have. Yeah. yeah. So that's a big problem for he's him. He's a great pitcher now. You know, rookie of the year. I'm pretty sure that's all cut and dry. Everybody's gonna agree on Pete Alonso. He deserves it. Honestly, Pete Alonso should get a lot of MVP votes because that that I'm not gonna say that kid, that old man that's like 25. Somebody check his ID. Cut, you know, cut him open and count the rings. Yeah. That boy ain't 25, but he's hit 51 home runs. He's about to break the all-time, uh, you know, rookie home run record. That dude gets the Roy. He probably should get second or third place in MVP. Comeback Player of the Year is it, is it Corey for you? I, that, I mean, those are. T- I mean, at, at age 25, Tommy John, a hip surgery. I think. I think I definitely go roll with Corey Seager in that situation. I think that. He's missed how much? He missed at least a month plus a few more games, and he's he's right there in the National League lead for for doubles. It, it doesn't mean very much with doubles, but it means a lot. Uh, somehow, you know, people still think, oh, he can't play short. He can't play short. Hey, I, I don't understand how the the D wins above replacement works, <laughs> but I know that he's been positive every season or this season. Uh, you know, I think it's at one point five uh, defensive wins above replacement. He looks good. He gets the job done. His Throws look better. Um, I don't know if there's anybody else, but yeah, you know. Maybe a little case for Josh Donaldson, but I think that yeah, that was the other one. Yeah, I, I think the, I think the Dodgers are are gonna are gonna benefit too from their record too. Especially, hey, they have a chance to be the all-time franchise leader in wins the, based on how they finished their last couple games out here. So, but I think you're definitely. I think Cordy Seager. Not not many people you hear people buzzing that much about a, a comeback player of the year, but I think that. Mm. And that it means a lot for someone like Corey Seager that spent so much time, and it's got to be agonizing to see him now with the, like you said, the busted hamstring, yeah, or, or, or feeling it. But Samuel says Jed Jerko for MVP. That's I think that's it. That's how we end this show right there. That's that is the okay, it's a walk off. It's a jerk off. <laughs> it's right? a jerk. We're jerking off right here. That needs to be a t-shirt. I don't know how you guys didn't make, didn't make that one yet. <laughs> I'll pay 100 bucks for it. <laughs> Find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. We are Dodgers Nation. You can subscribe to Blue Heaven on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Player FM, so many more. This guy has a podcast, too. It's called Get More Sports. Right. Check it out. It's really good. All the same avenues. All it is available. Uh, check him out on GetMoreSports.com, too, with with uh, all of the, the, the fun video stuff. Uh, I'm Real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy over there is 
at dmac underscore la so you can find him we are dodgers nation he's your your fine post game show host i got an eagles game to watch so let's, let's get out of here thank you to I gary give a, a special a special thanks for, for this Clint is unacceptable letting me uh letting me uh sit in for brooke thanks for brooke let me sit in for you kept, kept, no kept it warm for you no now i'm worried about my replacement who's gonna be <laughs> But uh, but it's but, gonna be Gary, but really drunk. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, check out our last couple of shows. I talked to uh, former Dodger Brett Tomko about a lot of playoff stuff. In uh, in our last episode, it was cool. Last week, uh, Brooke and I chatted with Orange County Register super journalist Bill Plunkett, and we had some more really good uh, postseason stuff and and uh, injury stuff. And funny enough, it's it hadn't changed very much in the last week. More injuries, more fun, more excitement. See you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.